This is Chaim Bravner, the Rosh Yeshiva of Web Yeshiva. I'm in Yerushalayim and it's eight o'clock. Uh, the parasha of this week is called Vayikra. And it's uh, basically about many of the laws of Korbanot, of the different sacrifices that we give in the, in the Beit HaMikdash. Now, the obvious connection between this parasha and the last parasha, Parashat Pikudei, is that in the parasha Pikudei, in the parasha Pikudei, we uh, built the Mishkan. We set it up. And the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of God's presence, uh, made itself known in that Mikdash that we built. And that's the connection. So even though Shmot is one safer and Vayikra is another safer, the bridge between the two of them is obvious and reasonable. It's a reasonable kind of bridge between Shemot and Vayikra. On the other hand, we know that the books of Shemot and the books of Vayikra are very different. In Shemot, a lot of the time that we spend learning and trying to understand things better are about people, their achievements, their deficiencies, their losses, their problems. I mean, about people. Vayikra, most of the book of Vayikra is about law, the laws of korbanot, sacrifices, the laws re re uh, relating to Tumah and Tahara, those are the things that are acceptable, clean, and those things that are not acceptable. So that the books of Vayikra and Shemot are actually radically different one from the other. But it is true, as we've stated, that there's a connection. You build the Beit HaMikdash. Obviously, you have to know how to give the sacrifices, what to give the sacrifices. But interestingly enough, we find that there's more than one connection between the book of Shemot or something in the book of Shemot and the book of Ayikra, in spite of their obvious differences. And that has to do with chametz. That's with chametz. Now, we all know it's Erev Pesach. We all know about chametz. And we know that that first question that the child asks, that we don't discriminate. There's no difference for us between chametz and matzah. <clears throat> I mean, the child is right. He's especially right about chametz. Well, why are we so careful about chametz? What did chametz do to us? What did the chametz do in Yitziat Mitzrayim? I mean, matzah, I understand. We left Mitzrayim. We ate matzah, whatever the reason, even though either it was a previous command or it was also the fact that they couldn't, didn't have time to bake bread, which they wanted to do. And they were eating that matzah probably until Kriyat Yamsuf. All of that is true. But the prohibition against chametz is an invention. It's an invention of the Torah. I don't mean it's an invention in a negative way. I mean, it's just that, that if we were organizing Pesach, 
we would say, eat matzah. I don't think we would say, don't eat chametz. I mean, what did chametz do to us? Chametz is like a de facto issue. Since we were making bread, we couldn't make the bread, so we made the matzah. So maybe we didn't have chametz. But it wasn't like the chametz was a participant in any way in, in the creation of, 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 of Pesach. At least it doesn't seem to me to be the case. Nevertheless, the Torah says you have to address the question of chametz. And you're not allowed to eat chametz. We are not allowed to eat chametz for seven days. Imagine that. Not just that the Seder which tells the story, but the days that passed, we were eating matzah because we had matzah. We weren't trying to avoid the chametz. So the problem of chametz, the question of chametz, like, like what is so terrible about chametz? But it, it was acerbated over the years by Jews who wanted to do the right thing. So they said, chametz asur b'mashu. Imagine that. Everything else, everything, you know, a little milk falls into the chon pot, Arab Shabbos. You take a look and you say, oh, there's like a lot more chont than there is milk. It's mutter. It's mutter. It is. You can't say that with the chomets. Chomets just overwhelms everything. It overwhelms everything. It's like the, the ultimate prohibition. It's the ultimate prohibition. If something tray falls into something kosher, we all know 60 times. We just check and see if they have 60 times the amount, and you're on your way. Some Sometimes beetle works with 60, and sometimes beetle works for 100, but with chametz it doesn't work. So not only is it unclear where the isu, the prohibition of chametz comes from, and I would say parenthetically, if you mean it's just part of the story of of of, of and tribe, they just couldn't do it. I mean, that was not what 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 happened. So that's taken care of by the matzah. Matzah means there was no chametz. That's why they hate matzah. What do we have to make an asik out of out of chametz? So much so that we don't need kidney oats. We don't know exactly why, but the but some of the explanations that are given is because the kidney oats are, are packaged in a way that it looks like there might be something a kernel or grain of chametz in, and that's also not chametz, but it has to come into contact with water or moisture. You know, it's very far fetched, I suppose. So that the Jewish people have to be split between those people who eat rice on Pesach and check it many, many times, and they both admit that this is a very serious issue, and those who won't eat the rice. And that's all because of chametz. So if you look in the parish of Vayikra, you're also going to find chametz. And so let's look together. Let's look together for Vayikra, Perik Bet, just for Sukhalif. What's the topic in this section of the parasha? Uh, 
נפש כי תקריב קורבן מנחה להשם, וטופיק איז קורבן מנחה. הקורבן מנחה זה מיל אופרינג, שבאמת זה גיבן אינסטד אוף אן אנימל אופרינג. Because the person who's bringing the korbans that can't afford the animal, so he gives a, he gives a mincha. So the Pesach relates to this korban and says, Solet ye, Solet is the finest flower. V'yatsaka la'ashemen v'natana le'levona. Yatsaka la'ashemen, oil, right? Solet, shemen, levona is a spice. I mean, I, I admit that I'm not uh, an expert in this question, like what exactly all these spices are, but you can look it up. You can look it up. I could also look it up, but I think it's a positive thing to do, to give out tasks. Rashi, nevish kita kriv. So Rashi points out, lo nemar nefesh, the word nefesh, a soul, does not appear bekol ha-korbanot didava ela b'mincha. All of the korbanot that a person might bring as a nidava, as an offering, not because he did something wrong, the word nefesh doesn't appear in the description of those sacrifices except in the mincha. says, who's the person, which kind of person gives a sacrifice as a, you know, kind of a, of a pie? It's something really inexpensive, something that, you know, only an ani, as Rashi says, only a poor person would give that. Amar Kodesh Baruch Hu. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I, 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 he wrote in the Pesach, Nefesh, he's a Nefesh, he's a soul. In, in other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I, I approve of it, I'm in favor of it. It's a positive thing to do. Right? He says, Rashi says, "Lo neeman nefesh b'kol korbanot b'mincha mida kolit nadev mincha." Ani only a poor person brings it. Amar kodesh bochu manerli alav ki ilu hikriv nafsho. And what's behind this Rashi? What's behind this Rashi is that we know that Avram Avinu was willing to sacrifice his son Yitzchak. But at the end, the angel said, you see that ayel, you see that ram over there? He's what you, what you were supposed to sacrifice. Not your son, but the ram. So the ram that had arms and legs and a head and a body, that ram will take the place of the living sacrifice. That's how the Torah did away with the living sacrifice. Instead of the animal takes the place of the living sacrifice. His arms are your arms, and his blood is your blood, and his head is your head, and it's all somehow understandable to the people who want to give sacrifices. They're very understanding of this. HaKadosh Baruch says, what about the person 
who can't bring an animal as a sacrifice. A person could bring only a mincha. So Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Kodesh Baruch Hu says in, the, in, in Rashi, right? He says, Amar Kodesh Baruch Hu ani alav ke'ilu hekriv nafsho. He gets the same status. He's the same as the person who could bring an animal. The person who could bring an animal learned from Avram Avinu that the animal takes the place of the person himself. He's giving himself up. This idea of misirut nefesh, of giving over your soul to God, exists also for the person who brings the korban mincha because he can't afford anything more than that. Than the solet yekorbano. Solet yekorbano is the next phrase in that pasuk. The Rashi says, Somebody promises to bring a mincha. He doesn't say what kind of mincha. Mevi minchat solet. He has to bring the finest flower. This is the finest flower. Shiarishona shebimechabat. Shebimanachot. The first, the highest level of mincha. Then you take up, you take a handful of the solet. That's when you give the korban. Uh, As the Torah itself explains. In the Chumash itself, there are five different korbanot mincha that are, that are Cited, v'kulam ba'ot afuyot kodem kmitza. What's we say? Every the each of them are baked before kmitza. Before you take that handful, the fnek kmitza, kach pruya minchat solet, and that's why it's called minchat solet. The mincha where you bring the solet first, right? The word solet, Rashi says, ain't solet element achitin. It comes from the wheat. Shinemar solet chitim, proof. The pasuk compares solet to chitim, to, to, to sheaves of wheat. Ve'ain mincha p'chuta mi'isaron, and there's no mincha which is less than an isaron, an amount. That's the amount. Shinemar kan v'isaron solet l'mincha, isaron l'kol mincha. So you see that that Rashi, Rashi sees these psukim as an opportunity to enhance our knowledge, to teach us about korbanot. But interestingly, interesting, Rashi pushed us in the direction of understanding what that phrase reach nichoach l'ashem means. You know that the Kabbalists thought that this was the obvious reason for giving the korban. And they were very angry with the Rambam, including the Ramban, who had a lot of respect for the Rambam. But he was angry at the idea that the Rambam said, that the Rambam said that Korbanot were kind of giving in to the non-Jews of the world, to the idolaters of the world. Everybody, was, I mean, you see that the Rambam was right in a manner of speaking. 
that they, they built the Egel Azahav, where they built the golden calf, it was because, the Chazal say, because of the Erev Rav, because of the non-Jews who came along with the Jews when they left Mitzrayim. And they influenced the, the Jewish people. So you, you have a, a clear indication that that influencing the Jews in matters of, 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 of davening and faith and uh, was possible. It was happening. So the Rambam says that God gave us korbanot in order to stave off the attraction that the korbanot had that were given by non-Jews and their endless numbers of riots for this, of proofs that this was in fact the case. That this was in fact the case. Rashi, back to Rashi. Rashi says, Vyatsaka Leh Hashem, and it says in the Pasuk, Al Kula, that the Shemin goes on the whole, there's a there's like a frying pan, and the frying pan has the mincha in it. You you put the, the oil on the whole thing, Bunatana Leh Livona, Al Miksata. So there's there's a difference between Yatsaka Leh and Natana Leh. You place it in a place. You could say it's in this place and not in that place. So Rashi says, Al Miktsata. You put the the handful of Livona on one side. As you can see it's here, it's not there. Umara So there is this principle of uh, how you read the Torah. Uh, when the Torah says a ribui, add this and add that. To tell you that there's something else that is that is uh, uh, missing, that is something missing, or that the levona does not go on the entire korban, but only on part of the korban. So there you have it. I think, I think that there you have it. Okay, now we'll go on in the psukim. We'll go on the psukim. Uh, pasuk right? The korban is for God, to God, the direction of God. And you give it to the kohen who brings it to the mizbeah. Even though it's a mincha, it's a real korban. It's a real korban, and that's what we said before. That's the that's the nefesh kitakri. The korban is elevated by the sincerity of the person bringing the korban, and not because it is something that God needs. That's the korban. Pasuk uh, pasuk tet verima kohemina minchatas karata viktir. Hamizbecha, Yishereich Nikol Hashem, and Hayrim, Hayrim, the coin takes the korban. Hayrim min hamincha et askarata, a pop, a part of it, a zecher of it, a connector of it, a viktir hamizbecha, and he give, puts it on the mizbeach. Yishereich Nikol Hashem, and this is the 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 uh, the phrase that the that the uh, we shown him who were Kabbalists, 
those amongst the Rishonim who were capitalists, I didn't mean that all the Rishonim were capitalists, but those amongst them who were capitalists, they said these words are the critical words in understanding what a carbon is. sounds like a sweet smelling thing. Sweet smelling. It's not just, it's not like a lulav. It's not like a piece of matzah on the night of Pesach. I mean, all mitzvot kind of find favor in the, you do the mitzvah, that finds favor in the eyes of God, but it's only about korban not that they are reach nichoach. So the Ramban said, no reich nichoach. That's not because of the goyim. That's not because of the idolaters. That's something that's intrinsic in the system that is necessary. That's the Ramban. Pasuk Yud, Pasuk Yonotered Min Amincha, what's left over, Laron Alvanav, Kodesh Kodeshim, Meishay Hashem. They get to eat it because they, I mean, after all, the Korban is now in the status of Kedusha. And so there had to be a special way of giving that Korban to the Kohen and the Kohen alone, able to eat it. Pasuk Yud Aleph, Oh, here we have it. Here we have it. It was this connects us back to where we started from today, talking about the prohibition of eating chametz on Pesach, which meant for us we stopped eating chametz even before Pesach. It was meant that we don't even own chametz. We don't have chametz. We don't even have chametz when it's not so clear who the owner might be. We have to be careful to throw our chametz away before they collect the garbage. Because who knows if it sits in the garbage bin in front of your house, it may still belong to you for all you are able to figure out. So here it says, a generalizing statement about all the minachot that are brought by people who are seeking atonement and they're too poor to bring an animal. Korban reshit. I'm sorry. Pasuk yud aleph. Kol ha-mincha shatakribil Hashem lo te'ase chametz. Don't Put chametz in it. Don't make chametz in it. Ki kol seor v'kol devash. Devash, we'll see in a minute what that is. Seor is something that makes chametz, that's machmitz. That makes it, let's say, the dough rise. Kol machmitz, seor, kol devash. Lo taktiru v'menu yishel Hashem. Do not make it should not be used if it has chametz in it. Rashi, Rashi says, kol devash. You see Rashi kol devash. Kol mitikut pre kruya devash. Devash is everything 
that is mitikut preeminent that brings makes things uh, uh, sweet, but not dvash dvorim, not the honey that comes from bees, which is also the meaning of the word dvash. That's also dvash, but dvash in this case is according to Rashi called mitikut pre kriya dvash. I mean, it's not clear what that has to do. What that has to do, the last pasuk, we have to figure out something about Devash and something about Saor and something about Chametz. The last pasuk that's on the sheet, Bechol Korban Minchatcha, Bemelach Timlach, all this Korbanot called Mincha should be salted. Below Tashbit and do not relax. Melech brit eloecha meal minchatcha al kol korbanecha sakriv melech. Do not avoid salt on this korban. And in fact, on all the korbanot, melech is something the opposite. Do not, the do not refers to chametz and saor and devash. And the do refers to melech. And what's so important about melech? So you have, again, Rashi, the last Rashi. The last Rashi. I'm sorry, I, I missed the Pasuk again. Korban Rishit. Korban Rishit. Takrivu Otam Lashem. You see it? I think uh, Ezra did that. Thank you. Kol Korban Reshit Tekrivu. There's a kind of a problem here. Korban, I know what the word means. Takrivu, I know what the word means. But Reshit, how does Reshit get into this phrase? Korban Reshit Takrivu. Rashi, Mayesh Lechala Havimin Hasaor Umina Dvash Korban Reshit Shte Lechem Shel Atzeret Abaim Min Hasaor. So Rashi reminds us that there is a Korban that's brought on what we call Shavuot, right? Called Shte Halechem. Is that Korban? Shel atzeret shavuot, right? Abaim minasaor. They come specifically from chimutz, those agents that make you make things chametz saor. Shneemar chametz teyafena. When you make those shtehalechem, make them with chametz, and so we understand. In order to make them with chametz, you have to add saor. Ubikurim, but they are reshit. And bikurim are also reshit. Bikurim min hadvash. Kimo bikure te'enim utmarim. It's a little hard to understand what, uh, what Rashi is. Rashi just connecting it to things, connecting the reshit, the reshit to bikurim and the reshit to shtei 
We'll see if we can get ourselves out of that. The last pasuk, we call Karban Mitchata Bemelach Timloch. That's the last pasuk in this in this paragraph. Lot Hashpit Melach Brita Loecha Bial Mitchata Al Kol Karbanechata Tachim Melach. The Rashi says Al Kol Karbancha. I'm sorry, Melach Brit. Why is Melach connected to Brit? Shabrit Chruta Lemelach Bisheshit Yemebreshit. The Brit, the covenant, has something to do with Melach. From the days of creation, Shehuv Techu Amayim Atachtanim Likarev Bamizbeach Bemelach. There was this Medrash that said that the Melach, that the that the water was not given a fair fair treatment because it did not play a role in the Karbanot in the Beit HaMikdash so Rashi says, Rashi reminds us that's the waters that we see and we know the Mayim HaTachtonim it gets to the Mizbeach through the Melach the Melach comes from the, from the salt water and we know that on Sukkot, on Sukkot, so we've already had Shavuos, and Pesach, and Sukkot, and Sukkot, and Sukkot, you, you libate the water on the Mizbeach, and that's how the salt gets there, right? I'll call Korbanecha, al olat beheima, ve'of, of the sacrifice, the animal that is completely consumed, and the birds that are completely consumed, the avizare, kulam. So here we have like a connection. We have a connection. There are things that you're not allowed to bring to certain, to many korbanot. Things that you have to bring to only to certain korbanot. And things that are universal but one of the things that you can't bring to most korbanot is melach is melach and the question the question will remain why why i'm sorry it's chametz the thing you can't bring to most korbanot is chametz and uh, it remains to us to understand or to try to understand why why chametz is Okay, let me just. Uh, I don't seem to be. Uh, here it is. Hamake Davar. You see the Hamake Davar? The Nitzib. The Nitzib, who you know is the Rosh Hashiv of Olajan, and gave a shear in Chumash every morning after davening. Something that uh, that is not emulated in most Yeshivot. The Yeshivot, they use the. Uh, uh, have a little shear in halacha after uh, after davening. He calls the over called the vash. That's our pasuk. Karaha katuv called the vahamam tik. Everything makes it sweet. Umatimita machala makes it more uh, edible. Dvash. Everything like that is called Tavash. That's what Rashi taught us. The make is Tavar is sort of repeating that. Hashem Sehu Rosh Hamaptikim. 
So dvash, it's all called dvash because dvash is the the head or the the first in the list of those that make things sweet. The word se'or refers to anything that makes it into chametz, right? And it's an emtsa'i, uh, an intermediate. He says, chametz is representative of this idea that I can do things in the created world which were not part of God's created world. In other words, most things don't become leaven on their own. I have to do something to them. I have to do something. So I can always ask, you know, when is, what's the doing in the world to create new things like you create a telephone? Maybe God doesn't want you to have a telephone. Because in the world that God created, there were no telephones. Or do we accept the fact that there is a kind of a of an ingredient in creation that allows for development? But some kinds of development don't really lead to any change, and maybe that kind of development is forbidden. So the 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 Habek uh, Dover says, Adam." A sa'or, after all, is not the thing that you eat. It's the thing that has an effect on the thing that you eat. And it's nasa biyada adam. It's made by, by man. Lo sif al-habriya. To add something to creation that didn't exist when God created the world. Which could be called science. Right? That you, you kind of trick things in the world to make something new, something that wasn't there, something that doesn't doesn't last, that doesn't stay. You have to do it over again and over again. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu warned us, the Torah warned us, that the Beit HaMikdash, after all, is a place of God. And in the place of God, you don't want to do something that's insulting to God. You say, oh, I can make something that God didn't make. I can do something that God didn't do. And I said, For this reason, he's here. For this reason, God warned us that when we get into the Beit HaMikdash, that's the, that's the book of Ayikra. Whoever comes closer to God, and we mean closer in a physical sense, you have to walk into the building. You have to be part of the the rules of of the the uh, the complex in which God is to be found. They call it Yoter Lashem Raui Limaet Yoter B'Tachpulot Enosh Limaet Yoter. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "Okay, I know about chametz. You could have chametz sometimes, but most of the time." You have to respect the fact that you're in the house of God and the house of God doesn't allow you to do everything that you would like to do. Which we should look at. Because 
זמן השרשת אמונה בלב ישראל. He says, that's the reason. The reason that we have to recognize the fact that we live in the world of God, that we're bringing korbanot because we feel it's necessary to establish that connection. And that's true about the korban mincha that is brought by the poorer people in order to show their devotion to the idea that God is in charge of the world. So Mishum Haki, I repeat, is here a katub al-Khametz that's Pesach. Pesach is when they believed. What did they believe? They believed that God created the world. How did they believe that God created the world? Because you saw from the Makot and the Shrine that God was in control of the, of the world which he had created. So if we're living all the time in the world that God created, we have to be careful not to be insulting about, not to say, you know, with a kind of false a lack of humility. We say, oh, we can make something better. We can make bread. We can make cookies. We can make things that need chametz. He says, Ashrashat ha'amunah b'leib Yisrael achei b'mekom ha'kravah l'fnei Hashem azara t'miditu. Right? In the place that, that there's you coming to bring the korban to HaKodesh Baruch Hu, azara t'miditi. In that place, you can't, uh, you, you, it's an azarat midit, you can't have chametz at all. Udvash, the same is true about dvash, it's an abar laham tik, vizay no ra'ui lama'achal, abar lahaktara legeboa. He says, the dvash just comes to make things sweeter, and that is uh, not. Also, not uh, not part of what you eat generally. You can't give it to to the Torah to the Beit Hamikdash. Even though the the dvash is in a special category, we'll we'll listen. We'll talk about that next week, perhaps. Do you see that that the idea, the basic idea, is that what happened to us in Yitziat Mitzrayim? Well, of course, we we left Mitzrayim. That's Avadim Ayinu, the power of Mitzrayim. I mean, we were slaves and we left, and that's an important thing to recognize, to talk about, to mention. Right? All of that, all of that is true. But there was another thing: we got rid of we got rid of Avodah and the Avodah Zorah that was instilled in us was that God is a creator and we're also creators. God did remarkable things. We could also do remarkable things. But says, no, no. Our remarkable, we do remarkable things, absolutely. But we're no comparison. To make the comparison, that's idolatry. To make the comparison of what we can do and what God can do and the reminder of that is to stay away from comments. Stay away from comments. The comments, what it tells us is that we can do something that God didn't do. We don't want to say that. We don't want to say that on Pesach. We don't want to say that we bring the carbon mincha. Once we know that we can't say it, then we can say it. There are things like that. Once you know that our creation and creativity does not compare at all to what we were given 
by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, once we know that, then we can think of the things that we can do. That's the Shtei Alechem. The Shtei Alechem is, if, is, the, is at the time that you accept the Torah. If you accept the Torah, you can say things like that. You can eat the Chometz. You can be part of the Chometz creation. Chometz creation, we hopefully will continue this next week, the last year before Pesach. We'll talk a little bit more about Chometz. And in uh, Hashem, we'll all have something to say. All the best. Have a good Shabbos. Call to.